Welcome to an episode of Leah and the Internet. I hope you enjoy the show. Leah and the Internet features rotating guests who discuss the impact the Internet has on the world. So who's Leah Devin Sorrentino? I'm an artist, currently living in San Francisco. Episode 17 is deconstructing the idea that girls are made of sugar, spice, and everything nice. Dean and I celebrate women's bodily functions and the Internet. Listen and learn about our first periods, a woman who hides turds in her purse, and the usefulness of moves. I have Dana Bassett with me. Yay. That makes me really happy. (laughs) Well, usually, for anybody who's not living in San Francisco, I have to do this over Skype. So I have you in real life. So did you talk to James over Skype? Over Skype. Oh, wow. It sounded so real. Yeah. It was real. (laughs) It was was a real time. So, Dana, uh, we know each other from Acre, but... Well, yeah. We met at Acre. Yeah. Where I work. (laughs) And was a resident. But, yeah, now definitely we know each other from life, which is the point. Yeah, that's the point. It is, like, the point. <laughs> uh, tell me a little bit about yourself. Sure. Um, or not me. Or, yeah, I mean, everyone. Else. Yeah. I'm the development director for Acre, and I help run a podcast blog project called Bad at Sports, uh, which is based in the Midwest, and I'm here in San Francisco um, doing that, talking to people <laughs> for Open Engagement, which yeah. is a socially engaged art conference that has been engaging me this weekend. <laughs> Um, but now we get to do something totally different. Yeah, and where can people find you online? I'm at www.danabassett, D-A-N-A-B-A-S-S-E-T-T, like the dog, dot com. So I lit up my friend on the last episode for saying www. <laughs> like, like where it, it just really ages you right away. I, yeah, like worldwideweb. Well, and also maybe I sh- that's like not even that cool. Like I should really be like find me at like do people know if you're like at what's the t underscore db that that means like my Twitter handle? Yeah, I think if you say I mean it's it's either your Twitter or your Instagram. I guess yeah. I'm not telling you my Instagram. Well, <laughs> I'm pretty sure people are gonna be able to find, find my Instagram. The swarm of listeners. <laughs> it's <Okay>. my name. <laughs> I've had some really, like, serious subjects on this show, and I find that this one is probably going to be the most important in terms of seriousness. Being serious? Being serious. But we tried to be, we were, like, trying to not be serious. I'm also being sarcastic. What we're going to be talking about. (laughs) Uh, We're just going to dive in. Girls poop. And other bodily fluids. They do a lot of things. And I shared with Dana a story uh, that I read online that was really, I like was in tears and I was actually reading it in the it's... bathroom at work. <laughs> <laughs> so it was even better about this woman who went on a first date. She decided to just drop a deuce at this guy's house. Yeah. Can I read, can I read this? <laughs> yes. You can like, read this. I, this is how this, it's like an 18 tweet saga, which I love tweet sagas. I'm obsessed with tweet sagas. Did you read the tweet saga about the couple that broke up on the plane? I read that one. I love Zola's tweet saga. I mean, like, any tweet saga. And, I mean, I guess it's appropriate that I want to tease my Twitter handle, because (laughs) Twitter is, like, yeah, endlessly fascinating, which Leah and I talk about It's like often when I see her. Yeah. Uh, I find it to be, like, a real community maker. Well, and there are so many communities. Anyway. So this, it starts by saying, like, she's going on a date, blah, blah, blah. I'm a confident, calm, and self-assured woman, so I felt comfortable pooping in his bathroom. (laughs) It actually says popping in his bathroom, but 
She wrote, this was a mistake. His toilet did not flush. Like, it starts out very empowering. It's, yeah, like, it's, it's like, I do what I want. I'm going to go in there and poop. So what happens is the toilet doesn't flush, and she essentially has to grab this turd out of the toilet. And puts it in her purse. <laughs> like, Which is crazy, because, like, I've so had insane. other smelly things in my purse. I can't imagine, like... But everyone... But you would smell it, right? Like... You would have to. And it's got to be wet. Like, there's so many oh, logistic God. things. That, you but, know what it kind of reminded me of, though? What? Have you ever done, like, all-you-can-eat sushi? Yes. Where they charge you <laughs> for the and leftovers? I, and I've wrapped it and totally went and flushed it in the toilet. <laughs> I've totally done that. And I've gotten such side eye. No one else has ever copped to doing that except you right now. Oh, I, that's like <laughs> part and parcel of the experience. Because why would you get all you can eat sushi if you're going to have to end up paying for the but sushi exactly. you can't eat? And you can't always know, know when you're going to hit the limit. When hit the wall. It's, it's a really unfair policy. I feel like if it should, if it was like <laughs> it's t- really 10, 10 pieces of sushi or more then they could accuse you of being there are some that do that that's that's, that's means a really respectful thing but back to back this to woman the story. hiding this turd in her purse and then like texting people for help yeah in the situation. that was amazing the text where she's like asking people what to do yes and i honestly i don't know what i would have done and I'm somebody who also considers himself like a confident badass woman. And I probably would have pooped too at, on a first date. And if it didn't flush, like, I don't know if I would have been able to like walk out there and be like, hey, you got to break this up. Well, <laughs> like... And the, fu- you know, it's funny because we have like been talking about this a little bit online before we came here, but I just had this flashback about not poop, but like bleeding through on someone's couch. Oh my god. And That's one of my biggest fears. Who I was dating. I was like dating this person and and this is kind of like like what is striking to me about like about this story is when that happened to me, I was so embarrassed, but also like it, I couldn't like put it in my purse. So <laughs> I had to tell the boy who I was like with that I had like bled through on his couch and like this maybe says like something about me, but it was so funny because he was so like nonchalant about it, and he just like flipped the couch, yeah, just didn't over care. and like did. I mean, it was kind of like a dirty, nasty couch, and like <laughs> so, and it wasn't like that bad. But he was like, "Oh yeah, we'll just like flip it over." And so, the fact that she goes through like this this whole, painstaking thing, yeah, like struggle because she doesn't want to say like. I think that was like one of the if your she, toilets clogged. If she would have hashtagged the struggle is real, I would have been like, that's an accurate thing to say about this scenario. What I liked about this story, though, and why I we're using it to start off this whole conversation is the you fact... You love hearing women talk about poop. I do love <laughs> hearing... I, I, my screen name, my AIM AOL screen name was Poop Eaters International. Swear to God. Because I, I used to think talking about poop was so funny. I did get a lot of really weird solicitation because my screen How name was Poop I was 16 when I made it and then kept it like till 20, like till whenever some people stopped using AIM. But what I liked about this story and everybody talking about it is that the internet has started so many conversations that acknowledge that women have bodily functions. That- I, well, yeah, and it's so, I mean, I'm like just getting to this response of people who are like, I also clogged a toilet. Yeah. Like out of date and like whatever, blah, blah, blah. When I was um, 19, I dated somebody who was older than me because I was really smart and made a lot of really good life choices at 19. So I was 19, he was 28. (laughs) (laughs) 
in perspective of how um, strong and smart I was at 19. And, and then it, when you turn 28, you're like... Why would I, why, yeah, why would that ever happen? I, however, because he was older than me, there was a lot of really freeing things about it. Like, I never shaved, you know, my, my lady parts. Like, he was just, like, old school about it, because he was old as hell at the time. So, then, after dating him, because around, like, 21, 22, I dated him for a pretty long time, like, almost three years. But around 22, I was like, holy shit, why is this old man with this young woman? Like, what's wrong with him? I gotta... Like, I have to go. I have to, get I have to exit stage left. Started dating somebody my my own age. And I remember it was, like, several months into the relationship. And finally they were like, yeah, your bush situation is not doing it for me. And I was mortified. Like, I did not think that this was, like... I, I thought guys, like, knew that women grew hair, that they didn't really care about it. And then it was, like, this, this like, crashing in moment of, oh, my God, they absolutely do. And then I got, like, really in my head, and I started thinking about, like, well, I don't want guys to know I'm going to the bathroom. I went from, like, liberated to controlled. Yeah. And now, like, I'm back to liberated because of the internet. Well, and it's, I, it's funny. Hair in particular is such a funny thing. Like, I am not, like, opposed to body hair. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also not, I, like, I sometimes want to, like, wax my legs. Sure. Or my vagina, or not. Like, I want to have the freedom or the ability yeah. to, like, do it, uh, if I want, but also to have people not judge me. It, like, if I do want to have, like, hair, you know? Yeah. Or, like, a partner to not judge me. And so it's really funny, like, I am, like, maybe at this point in my life much more like he's likely to, like, wax my vagina, but, like, weave my legs. <laughs> And my arm is hairy, which is so weird. Like, I think I'm so weird. And also, like, even, like, yeah, in terms of being women and, like, seeing other women in the world, you see, and you, and I'm, like, by no means, like, a progressive hippie or whatever. I don't know. Like, a sure. radical, progressive, I don't even know what that means. Like, yeah. female. But I see all these, like, radical, progressive females who shave their body hair and, or, like, wax it or whatever. And it, it's just, like, such a curious thing to me. Because you're, like, like, you can be liberated in all these other ways, but, like, you continue to, like, be, like mutilate yourself, essentially, <laughs> for, like, questionable, so, you know, for questionable reasons or, like, for questionable, like, pressure from society. Well, and I think that the more that, like, stories of this woman, like, snatching her turds and putting them in her purse or other scenarios that have, like, come up online where, like, that woman who ran a marathon without a tampon. Well, yeah, I'm, like, I'm all about periods. Yeah, (laughs) and, like, just, like, let it flow, is that oftentimes, like, you'll still see, like, shitty dudes who will comment and, like, shitty women who will comment and, like, try to body shame or, you know, try to keep it shut. But then you also see, like, an equal amount, if not more, people of, like, I don't care about this, or this is awesome, or, and, and yeah. like, the scenario where you just talked about, like, does your partner give a shit about your body hair, like, that one dude that I just described who did care, I mean, like, he, him caring sh- should have been, like, the first indication of, like, all right, get the fuck out of my life, like, because you're worried about my body. Well, sure, and yeah, and also, I'm, like, getting to the point in, like, the relationships in my life where it's, like, you have to be just willing to talk about those things and not, like, demand things from other people. Yeah. Right? And so, like, how you deal with, like, your period or how you deal with your body here, it's, like, I mean, when we were growing up, it's, like, you couldn't even say the word period around men. Oh, no. And so to see, yeah, to see, like, women bleeding through, like, on the internet 
And I just think, like, for more men to be exposed, like, to that imagery is, like, and because it's such a, like, big part of so many women's lives, you know, the idea that, like, it's gross or, like, it shouldn't be talked about is just totally, like, offensive to me. And I think that the internet has also created a lot of awareness in terms of like people taxing sanitary napkins and tampons not people governments, governments yeah, taxing no. you know it's just like a necessity. thing in illinois yeah i mean women's health like even you know like every time some like dude starts talking about how unnecessary universal health care is to me i am just like just because you don't have to go to the doctor every year mandatory doesn't mean that there isn't, like, a whole half of the population that, that, like, that that needs that. Yeah, that needs that. And so, like, being aware of that and, like, it's, like, you didn't even consider the fact that, like, women get a pap smear every year. Sure. Or, like, every two years or whatever. Sometimes, like, with with things like the the period tax or, because that's what (laughs) I actually the period tax and other uh, scenarios that the general population... I think that a lot of people go to the immediate, like, people are trying to oppress women or people don't care about women. I think that... That, that's absolutely a part of it. Then there's the other part of people just straight up not being aware that these things are happening right. and that the internet has created this window, especially social media, in terms of like, would 20 years ago, if they try to pass a tax or maintain a tax on sanitary napkins and like feminine products, would anybody even have, would it been Notice. able to get big enough to where like men could be advocates of the ludicrousy of that tax? Right. I feel that social media has created a lot more male allies in terms of, I mean, they've, it's also created a lot more visibility to shitheads, but it's at least provided information for people to be allies to help the situation. Um, and the situation being, being allowed to be a woman. (laughs) Well, yeah, even like, I don't know, I was really, I don't know how I, uh, feel about this nail polish, but I don't know if you've seen like that, like rape preventative nail polish. Uh, what? This is kind of like related to how I think about things. The only way you can find new strategies for like dealing with these things, whatever they are, through visibility and like through people understanding these things is a problem. So there are these men, it's like a story I read probably on like BuzzFeed or something about these students who made a nail polish that uh, you can use to test your drink to see if oh, there's like I do remember this. Spanish or like a really like a roofie in it. Yeah. So you like stick your finger in the drink and then if you're if it like changes colors or something like that and then it's like you are being drugged or whatever. But it's so interesting to me that like three men created that. It feels like a very kind of like sensitive move in the face of like most of the people who are probably doing this sure. like, drugging of women are actually yeah. men. Like, a lot of people who don't go through certain struggles don't know that they're around, right? Like, that's what we were talking about. And so I think, like, there is something about, I think, like, the use and the public discussion around rape and, like, rape culture and, like, people talking about it. It's, like, making... I think men don't even, like, men say shitty shit and they don't understand that, like... Yeah. That rape is, like, a different thing than what they were imagining. Yeah. I was looking online, or not online, I was on Netflix, and there's some story, it's a 30 by, 30 for 30, where, favorite show. yeah, but, uh, series. It, it was that episode where a lacrosse team was accused, like, this woman, like, accused of this lacrosse team of raping her, and it turned out to be completely fabricated, 
and I was watching it with my boyfriend and he was like, oh, we should watch this. And I was like, you know, I can't, I can't watch this narrative because even though this is probably an interesting story, it fuels this idea that like this isn't actually a problem. Anytime you can find the one woman Exception, yeah, yeah. That, that did lie, like even that is because she is in a world where like being a victim has like some some type of importance rather than like being a non-victim i don't right. know i was like i can't it probably is really interesting but i can't watch it yeah i can't be like and even you just talking about the nail polish i i think it's interesting that a bunch of guys can like recognize a problem and try to help women solve that problem but the real problem is that people right that people that, put drugs yeah yeah people put drugs and it's great that we're finding ways to like people to be proactive with protecting themselves but right but it's like a whole psychological change that we're talking about like you know the population going yeah. through because i think and you said this a little bit earlier women also participate in the kind of like sanitization and like oppression of women's bodies it, for like, sure and you know so yeah you definitely like there's that photo that I love that I don't even know if we pulled up that's like a girl it's like the back of a woman lying in bed and she just like has a period stain oh I've seen it yeah yeah on the back of like and it's just like this and it's kind of like a be- like a more like beautiful photo mm-hmm. and it kind of and comes Instagram like, took it down and they, there was like oh a huge yeah backlash. that's what it was Instagram took it down and it was kind of like presented without comment yeah I feel like I remember and which I love like I love that it's just like this is I don't need to like qualify this image, but I saw so many women feeling angsty about or you know feeling like aggravated that you know this like about the portrayal. I can understand when you're conditioned from a very young age to constantly worry about men and other women perceiving you as dirty and you're associate your period as being dirty. Right. Like I get like the Stockholm mentality of like. You know, other women don't bring up that you get your period because then other people have to acknowledge that I have my period and I'm not comfortable with that. Yeah. Uh, it's like also total bullshit though. I love being able to like acknowledge to people that I have period underwear and then like regular underwear. And I love being able to read like a BuzzFeed article that's like 23 things that happen on your period. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I well, also. Well, and the idea of like women being gross on the internet as a kind of way to reclaim like. What is gross? Like, what is actually gross about this thing? Yeah. Because guys are... I, at a party, saw a dude funnel whiskey in his asshole. Like, if that's not... Wrong more, party, yeah, Leah. If that... He was at least in a bathtub. But if that... <laughs> that makes it, like, totally normal. But if yeah, that's, that's not, not gross. If that's not grosser than the idea that, like, I have to wear a tampon and a pad today, or the fact that I just peed is... <laughs> beyond me like the things that i've seen the smells that have come from men that i've been around are so much more repulsive well and actually (laughs) i was telling you a little bit earlier that i like gleefully fart in front of my partner (laughs) but i do find that men's farts are grosser overall (laughs) and so the fact the idea that we can't fart when our farts are like much more pleasant (laughs) i think is like unfair to say the least I actually, uh, from multiple people, because we've talked about, you talked about how you're pro-fart, I don't fart, but then also insist that my partner doesn't fart in front of me, (laughs) 
Because I just don't want to either shit mist. I just don't want to smell like the air that's coming out of. Like, I just love fucking <laughs> fart bombing my boyfriend in the bed. Or what is it? Dutch ovening? Dutch is that what it's called? It's so <laughs> disgusting, but I, I think it brings us closer together. I didn't realize that a Dutch oven was like an actual oven. Thing. <laughs> and like somebody was talking to me about like how they cook something <laughs> In a Dutch oven, and I was like, like, "No!" And I was like, "That must have tasted terrible." You, uh, you mentioned this, but I want to dive deeper into it, into the thinks. Uh, oh yeah, you like mentioned off the cuff like a second ago, and the only reason I know about thinks is which, because of the ads on Facebook. Well, I don't know. Yes, that's how, that's and how. it's so pervasive. But for everyone listening, if you, if you're not a woman or have somehow avoided these advertisements on Facebook, which I do not know how you could. Oh, they're so good. Uh, it's these underwear that you don't have to wear a pad or... They're like absorptive t- period yeah. underwear. And they're black, which I don't even understand why underwear come in white yeah. at all. <laughs> like, I well, it's like so... Uh, what's that teaming of the shoot? 10 Things I Hate About You. I've never like, seen it. Oh my god. Well, she talks... They talk about like black underwear being like a DTF thing, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Or, like, how girls who wear black underwear, like, have sex or something. And I was, like, and it's, uh, what's her name? Julia Styles? Probably. She no, was, like, like, one of the, like, the, the only actress in, like, 90s the... actress. <laughs> yeah. I, and, of course, she was, like, you know, very cool at the time, right? And I, like, totally uh, banished, like, any other color underwear <laughs> from my... I mean, like, on Christmas, my mom buys me, like, Christmas underwear. I mean, like, black underwear also has its problems because they get stained in a totally different Mm. way, so... Oh, my God, with your period, yeah. (laughs) But... uh, That's some real shit I don't know about. Yeah. You uh, have tried Thinks. I've been considering purchasing Okay, well, yeah, let me tell you about my... How Thinks came to me, because... (laughs) So, yeah, the ads are really awesome. I, like... I feel like I experienced a lot of shame about, like, not being able to, like, control my period. I have an IUD, of, like, and it, it's... I also have an IUD. I also have, like... <laughs> harm Like, I also just have kind of, like, other hormone issues that have been, like, persistent, like, throughout my life that have made my period, like, kind of unpredictable for me. Yeah, so, like, it's really hard for me to, like... I feel like I'm always bleeding through. I'm always, like, in danger of bleeding through. And so these, like, period underwear got me like so excited and then I went online and I they're like 20 35 I don't know they're expensive for like a pair of underwear mm-hmm. um and so like as much as I wanted them like I also yeah didn't want to buy them and so my mom and so I was like of course talking to my mom and my sister about it and they both separately Aww. each bought me a pair of things underwear That's so for cute. like Hanukkah or something I think my mom bought it for Hanukkah. My sister bought it for Christmas. But that's a whole other story. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it was really, like, cool to have them, like, affirm my desire for things in that way. Like, they both picked up on it. <laughs> and I fucking love them. I don't know. There's, like, the, there is something about, like, wearing a pad that, like, feels kind of weird. Like... It feels like a diaper. Well, it's not, not even, like, that it feels like a diaper. Like, I feel... There's no... When you're wearing a tampon, right, there's no feeling of, like, dripping. Sure. Coming out of you. But when you wear a pad, like, that is a thing. Yeah. And so you feel it happening and you don't really necessarily... I'm not, like, as in touch with my body maybe as other people, but I don't know how much (laughs) is, like, coming out, right? Yeah. So it's, like, I could be wearing a pad and, like, I could be totally fine, but I feel like I'm, like... 
I just always feel if I didn't go tampon that it was like a terrible, like swampy mess. Yeah, and, and it's kind of messy and yeah, swampy and it's just uncomfortable. It's like it's yeah. like as if you were wearing a wet swimsuit. Yeah. Always. <laughs> always. But I mean so things like so that so that's all to say that like that still is like a thing when you're wearing the things. But I don't know, there's something like so exciting and like refreshing and cool to me about like just putting them on and like not because it's like part of the grossness is like having to like touch these things and yeah. like they shift around and they fucking like get stuck things on get, one yeah. side. Things get attached to yeah. something. It's just, like, not having to deal with that and just having, like, the pad. It's, like, so... It's stu- it's almost, like, stupid how obvious it is. Like, build the pad into the underwear. <laughs> like, why didn't we do that before? But, so, yeah. I mean, there is something really cool about it. And I don't, like... I mean, if you wanted... Like, having two, actually, is really great. Because, like, you can cycle them sure. out. And I, there's, like, three different sizes, but I don't... There's, like, even, like, a thong, which I, like, don't even... How I don't know if even... it's a thong, but, like, it's, like, a... They're, like, little briefs and whatever, so I have, like, the heavy... So, like, heavy like, flows like, like booty shorts? Yeah, I have, like, the super plus, like, option. This isn't... It's not about underwear at all, but the idea of, like, you know, purchasing two is, like, an $80 investment. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's, it's expensive. expensive. However, I mean, like, this is, like, people always would try to sell me on the Keeper Cup um, oh, because oh of God, how much... I don't want to talk about the Keeper Cup. I don't my want to talk about... threw mine away the other I, day, and I'm, I like, keep... kind of annoyed at her. <laughs> the Keeper Cup's really weird to me. One of those things where I just don't want to be fishing for a cup in yeah. in my business. But, I mean, the, it's not that different from tampon. But, like, where, yeah, where I was going with it is that, like, it's supposed to save you a bunch of money. Right. But uh, I had, like, a great conversation with my friend Harold once where he got married and he will do laundry. And he's like, how come, like, women only have, like, two bras? And I was like, oh, dog, because if you have bras big boobs, like yeah, yeah, bras bra. are really expensive. I was like, I you might have been under the illusion that women are wearing, like, many different bras every day. But I was like... I, I'm, I, like, the, wearing, like, a totally holy bra right Yeah, now, I was, like, when when I got to four bras, it was, like, oh, I, I felt like a queen. <laughs> I was, like, I, I've made it. It was, like, a total George Jefferson moment, or Wheezy Jefferson, I guess, if we're talking about bras. <laughs> but <laughs> he was, like, dude, if guys needed bras, they would be, like, $3. And I was, like, yeah, think about tampons. He's, like, oh, they would be free at fucking gas stations. And I was, like, yeah. And that's just, that's just, like, the point that if right, men it's not needed, our fault that, you know, or it, you shouldn't have to just buy this, like... Really expensive stuff. Like, a bra's really thing. not an option. To, if It is if you want to be very uncomfortable and you want to be stared at. The same thing with tampons are absolutely... Tampons and pads are absolutely not a choice unless, right. like, we want to ruin all of our ex-boyfriend's couches. And I, I, I believe that these these types of articles and videos that you see online, I do think that they contribute to a conversation that can bring to light the necessity of these things. I mean, I've even read, and I think it was even with a Things ad, I had no idea, because I live very myopically in a first world country, that, like, <laughs> how difficult it is for women around the world in general to oh, have their yeah, period. Yeah. Like, how terrible to, in, like, 2016... It is for the world to have, like... To ostracize women on the basis of their period. Which is something that can absolutely not be controlled. Well, and also it's like... I don't know if you ever read The Red Tent. The Red Tent is a book about um, these women who are, like, ancient, kind of living in, like, an ancient desert community, I guess. I don't know where. But, um... (laughs) 
I don't know. It's like I read it a really long there time ago. There was sand. There was yeah, sand, yeah. but it was like maybe they were like shepherds or something. My mom read it and I read it. I was like a kid. But mm-hmm. anyway, the red tent was like where they would go because they all like all their periods were synced up. Like these women in this community. Oh, this, like, I, I've heard of like this idea, but right. And then they all like go into the tent together, and they like stay in the tent, and like that's like where babies are born in the tent. Uh-huh. But anyway, it's kind of like I um, mean I'm like not doing it great justice, but it could be a very empowering thing, like to be in touch with your body and like to have like a kinship amongst women, you know, because of these things. And and like I don't know if I like took that from this book as a child, but the reality of it is so. Well, it's because it's not a choice. Like, we don't... I, I think that women collectively don't not talk about their periods or shitting or peeing or vomiting or any other thing that comes out of our body because we're worried about being ashamed of it. It's not because, like, we're deciding that, like, uh, I just don't want to talk about... But, like, I remember, like, the, the first time being with a boyfriend and them understanding that periods, like, can be brown. Like, like things like that. And being so embarrassed to, like, kind of have that conversation. I'm way past it now. Yeah. But. Happens in, yeah, in steps, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, like, the reason that I, like, enjoyed talking about all these bodily functions that are popping up on social media and on the internet is because I think that they, the in one way, they're, like, small wins, right? Where people yeah. have to acknowledge that women... Are humans. That yeah. <laughs> that do things do to things. their bodies, and, and their bodies do things that they can't necessarily control. Well, and that's why I love the... the what's her name? Alana Glazer? Oh, yeah. From... Sketch on Broad City, where she's, like, instrumentalizing yeah. her period. And, like, you know, it's kind of like a joke. Yeah, for About context. how gross, you know. Yeah, for it. context is... Um, Alana, the character, is trying to smuggle weed on a on flight. A so she decides to just bleed through her pants. So if the dogs come to smell her, it's... Which they do. Yeah. It's the assumption that the dog is smelling the period Weird blood. blood. And that's... It, when I saw that, at first, like, I, like, kind of reeled of it. I was like, oh, barf. And then I, I totally remembered being like a teenager and going to someone's house and um I having that happen when you have your period having that oh happen, my god I had an even worse thing I was at a group sleepover I was like <laughs> I was younger than a teenager anything I starts with like group sleepover is bad I was 12 and I you know I very diligently because my mother always told me that you wrap your pads and tampon applicators and toilet paper which always seems like a very wasteful thing but like this was like no one told me that my uh, mom was out of town when I got my period which is really (laughs) fucked up but anyway uh I will tell that story after this one but very conscious of of like making sure it was wrapped and the person I was sleeping over her house her dog went into the trash and ripped all the toilet paper that was around it, all the everything. And then I was 12, so I was definitely wearing pads. <laughs> and everybody, I was the only girl so far that had my period of this whole group of five other girls. And I was just like, and her mom was trying to be sensitive to it, like without like letting the other girls know that this is what happened. And I was like, oh, I wish, so I wish that I could be a 12 year old now that this, that exact story is probably on Buzzfeed right now. Somebody Googled like dog eating pad, 12 year old sleepover. Like it's fucking there. Ugh. The, the way I, I got my period is I, uh, you know how, like, your mom and you would always, or I don't know, you, I'm assuming your mom's sister, you would always go in the bathroom together? Like, you guys would just be in the bathroom together? 
kind of. I don't know. My mom, like. Yeah, me neither. My, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. For some reason, the rest of my family is, like, more comfortable with their. Or, like, now I'm more comfortable with my body, but then sure. it's, like, complicated because I have a boyfriend and then that, like, <laughs> changes your ability to be naked around your family um, when he's there. Yeah. So my, my mom was, like, in the bathroom when I was in the bathroom, and I actually was getting in trouble for something that I did because, <laughs> like, uh, I had, because my mom worked at night, I was the only kid that didn't have, like, parents at home at night. So I would always have my friends come over and we would always do something bad, like drink the alcohol and fill it up with water. And I don't remember what I was getting in trouble for, but she's yelling at me as I'm on the toilet. And like, I, you know, go to finish up peeing. And, and when the toilet paper came up, I was like, what is this? Like, cause it was not pee. In the middle of getting and, yelled at. Yeah. And then my mom, like, like red in the face yelling at me, turns, she goes, Oh, <laughs> and then I, I, I totally got, I did not get in trouble. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and like, she had to explain to me what was happening. But then I got really upset because like the week before I realized I had armpit hair and I was wearing a tank top and everything all happened to me, <laughs> like in front of everybody first. So I realized I had armpit or I did not realize it. Bob Martin realized it and made fun Fucking of me Bob Martin. in front of everybody. Then I got my period the next week. And it's all been fucking downhill. From there you there. go. Well, but I mean, that's the thing is like now I see women like rocking their. I mean, and I, to be honest, feel like I rock armpit hair more out of like laziness and the fact that I live <laughs> in the Midwest than like a concerted, like a statement. Uh, yeah, like statement. I do kind of enjoy seeing women reveling in their armpit hair, <laughs> although they have like two. You know, it's different. Like I have a fucking legit amount of armpit hair. <laughs> Sometimes I'm yeah. like women who are like they're, they think they're so free. I'm like are you, you're. I can I can't really even see that one blonde <laughs> hair that's like coming out of your armpit. With these like small steps, I think are to me seem like a, a huge dent, and or not huge. I think that that's overstating the power of people talking about their period and poop online. But I do think that like how do you get to the point where everybody is viewed as humans as equal humans yeah and i think that just the acknowledgement of our bodies and what our bodies do by people who are not other women and it not being so secretive is very monumental in the idea of being taken seriously in all facets well of right our and we, life. yeah i mean we talked about a little bit about how this kind of like translates into like issues of language and issues of employment and issues of like you know Areas where women are likely to have a difficult time because they have some kind of, like, perspective or, uh, like, express themselves in a different way Yeah. than men. I just, there's one more amazing uh, thing that I actually saw on the BART when I was riding back here that is, like, so perfect. Um, because, like, as you said, Instagram, like, pulled off that, like, uh, image of the woman uh, like with her period yeah. they took it down and so they eventually apologized and put it back up but the fact that it even had to go through that well and so I know that there's like a lot of um, like I see celebrities and stuff like wanting to put their boobs online and talking yeah. about how it's a double standard that you know like that men can show their tops yeah they and, can like, be whatever. shirtless and women can't um, so there is a <laughs> breast exam tutorial video because basically women, you know, you can't show women how, you can't, it's like, the internet's such a powerful tool, it's a great way to educate women, it's like, okay, okay, there's a great way to educate women about how to 
do a self breast exam. Yeah. But because women's bodies are censored online, you can't even like in an informational sense, you can't post an image of a woman giving herself a you know a yeah. video of a woman a tutorial about a breast exam. Even though it could save lives and it is not that's and like it's not like sexual or gross or whatever. No. I don't know who made this video. I'll have to like look it up later. But um, they use a pair of man boobs. Yeah, I saw this online. They use a heavy set male and demonstrated how to do a breast exam on, on him on moves, yeah. <laughs> male moves, and that I think that's a great it, one. It's a nice way to bookend this conversation. That <laughs> like even to to educate women and other people, we're still so reliant on men to do the right thing. And that's that's a really difficult place in my mind that as much agency as, like, the internet can provide us and social media, that we're just still, as a gender, so reliant on the standards and the acceptance of men... That are, cre- yeah, that are created by men. It's like, men, if men yeah. run the internet... Which a majority of them do. do, then the only thing that you can hope for is that you're finding empathetic men. But... Right. That's that's where I think that these conversations get us further as a gender, but it's still very limiting in like how far it can go until more of this medium is controlled by women or... Or sympathetic, right? Because like, yeah. I think any man who like sees this breast exam video or who reads these poop stories, you know, like there is kind of this thing about using humor to make these conversations like visible like it's it like the video is like very light sure. in terms of like it's like yeah it points out that like it's ridiculous that women can't that they're censored by social media and they can't do this but then like it has this kind of like light hearted uh well i think like, a funny way i think that using it. humor makes it i it's how the hashtag like not all men started, right? When you, when some when somebody feels attacked, they immediately get defensive. And I think that humor is a lot as a way to have a conversation with somebody that can still hold them accountable, but doesn't make them feel culpable or uh, puts them in a defensive space. Right. So that's why I think that like these these things that are funny and like we laughed this entire time. Right. Um, and that's the thing is like it's not even just talking about it; it's talking about it in a way that is like amusing. Yeah. So that people can get into that headspace without having that, like, defensive or, like, reaction, you know, reactionary reaction. Yeah, reactionary reaction. Well, we've learned a lot about ourselves today. We did. Thanks for inviting me to talk about my favorite (laughs) thing. Thank you. I'll probably have to put a warning in front of this episode now. One more time, Dana, where can people find you online so they can hear more about your period? (laughs) Um... You can find me on Twitter at what's the T underscore DB. What's the T is the name of a column that I write, if that makes it any clearer. But <laughs> you can just find, it's like when you mean someone, it's like, Leah has my contact. <laughs> just, just, just Google. Just yeah, Google just like Google me. All right. Thanks, Dina, so much. Thanks, Leah. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed the show. To all my male listeners, I hope you return. Help people discover this podcast by rating Lee and the Internet on iTunes. 
And as always, please share your thoughts and opinions about this episode's themes on Twitter at and the internet and on the blog at leeandtheinternet.com. You can also find the show on facebook.com slash leeandtheinternet.